Welcome to Critical Blue Reviews. I am your host, Critical, and uh, today we will be uh, doing a review on the on the first Purge. Actually, that's the Purge prequel. Um, for those who didn't know, um, it's actually what the, the fourth installment of this uh, franchise and. And I, I'll be honest with you, I, you know, I, when I first heard the concept, when I saw the trailer for the uh, first, oh, well, not for the first Purge, but actually for the original Purge, the uh, part one, um, I thought the concept was going to be dope. Uh, went out with the fam, shout out to Rhea, Muna, Kev, uh, we went out with the fam and, you know, went to go see the Purge and it really wasn't that good. I, it was very, very disappointing and I haven't watching the other purges at the movie theaters except this one um i uh read that uh the director um gerard mccurry he actually uh, is one who produced fruitville station and also burning sands and i want to i want to check out burning sands um i saw the trailer a couple of times it's on netflix so i, I think i might check that out and see you know if i want to do a review on that that might be something i want to do but yeah, so other reviews in store for as well. Um, thinking about some other stuff. Don't want to put the cop before the horse. But um, yeah, yeah, back to the first purge. The first purge um, um, it had an interesting cast. Pretty, pretty uh, uh, tight-knit when it came to the acting. Everything was pulled in together. Um, you had uh, Yolan Noel. Uh, he played Dimitri. If you're not familiar with y uh, Yolan, uh, he played on Insecure. He plays Daniel. And um, you have Alexis Lex Scott Davis. She plays Naya. Um, to me, they both were the main characters. Uh, they both had situations going on at the same time to where it was hard to really tell who was the main character. I have to say it was Naya, but, you know, I, I you know, it, it was pretty almost like twins, how they kind of you know, did the, uh, the plot points, you know what I mean? And, and the character develop, you know, the character, um, arcs and things of that nature. But, um, but yeah, uh, if you're not familiar with Alexis, uh, she played on Superfly. She was one of the women on Superfly. I think the love interest, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you got, uh, Javel, Javon, excuse me. Let's say Javel McGee. No, you got Javon Wade. Uh, he plays Isaiah. Um, you got Mugga. Uh, she plays Dolores. Uh, well, Isaiah, that's uh, Naya's uh, brother. Um, they had a great chemistry, I felt, for brother and sister. Um, it was a great chemistry, and it, it made sense. Um, it fit. Um, also, I, I was saying Dolores. Um, I was playing by Mugga. Uh, she she was good. She was comic relief. Um, she was funny. Um, she made it go. She was like that, you know, that neighbor that looks out for your stuff. That You know, that neighbor where you have to go somewhere, your door might be broken, or something like that, you tell that neighbor, yo, you know, keep an eye on my place for me, or you go out of town and stuff, you can trust that neighbor, that was Dolores, you know what I'm saying, um, you got Patch, uh, Doro, uh, Dora, um, uh, he was the chief of state, he was the kind of, you know, the person that was, you know, injecting this experiment on, you know, on Staten Island, because that's where the experiment was done, you know, it, it was kind of injected, you know, you know, on there, whatever the case, in there, and you have Marissa Tomei, uh, if you know her from, uh, she plays Aunt May and Spider-Man, um, but she's the architect, um, she's also the psychologist, you know, with this experiment, referring to the purge, um, 
this experiment, you know, is basically being, you know, overseen by her. You know, she makes sure she checks the algorithms and makes sure, you know, people are responding what crimes are being, you know, what crimes are being committed during this purge, you know, during these 12 hours. You know what I mean? So that was her thing. Um, you also have uh, Luna Lauren. Some of y'all remember her uh, from New York Undercover. Um, uh, she plays Louisa and uh, also Dexter. Um, she was one of my favorite actresses back then. I remember from New York Undercover. And it was some another, it was a film. I can't think of it right now. Ah, it just came to me. And it was something that she starred in by herself. She starred and um, actually wrote and directed. And it was a pretty good movie. It was like they were in New York. But anyway, yeah, anyway, but yeah, it was a good movie. If I find out, you know, I don't know, I telepathic, I send it to you telepathically. Um, also, you got Ratimi Paul. He plays Skeletor. He was like, you know, one of the big bads in the film. And uh, I had to put uh, Mo McRae um, on here. Uh, Mo McRae, excuse me. That's what an AE. But anyway, uh, he plays seven and seven. But I remember old boy from Sons of Anarchy. I felt it was funny. You know, if you if you watch that show where they killed the leader, he was a, he was a part of a gang, and they killed the leader of the gang, and they just placed him the leader. You know, like a dictatorship almost. You know how they do when they take the head guy out, they put one of their men in there somewhat, and it basically put somebody in there that they knew would follow direction. He was just scared. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and that kind of and that's what kind of goes to I felt you know because uh, like the producer who. Uh, did Fruitville Station and Burning Sands, you know, he's black, and also he, uh, he's directing, you know, this film here, so, and this thing is, the reason why it stands out, because also is a lot of social commentary in it, and, but the thing is, you know, when you see, you know, African-American male, black man on camera, you felt like you wanted to be done right, you know what I'm saying, because you do have a lot of situations where, the character doesn't, it's not done right. If it's not done by someone who's black, it doesn't really look right. It's kind of like a stereotype. You know what I mean? You can kind of feel it. It doesn't feel natural. You know, you're, you're depicted, you know, as, you know, you know, whatever stereotype, you know, it's kind of going down. Um, but yeah, because I mean, it's, you know, it's different many different stereotypes when it's not done by a black person it's like asexual monsters sacrifices uh you, savior worship comic relief or just ultra feminine you know and not a nothing disparaging on my, um, my gay brothers and sisters out there but you just try to at least get that positive you know male black male that's on film and it's more than just film and i get that but i mean for the meantime you do have every other race that's showcasing their heroes you know what i mean so and you know you go to different countries uh look at different film yeah it's mostly you know those people represent that country and of course they're going to be mostly in film but you see them as heroes you see you know it, it, it doesn't feel weird when you see someone as a hero and you see them as a villain you know, or the other than just a sidekick all the time, things of that nature. That's what I'm referring to. I'm straying away too much, um, actually, because it's a lot I, I want to talk about, and I hope I don't. You know, it, it's going to be some stuff that's going to get spoiled. You know what I mean? I'm just going to let you know now. But um, basically, uh, the prequel um, explains the true reason for the purge. 
um, you know, a group has to, a group of people has to survive 12 hours of lawlessness in Staten Island, black stallions, right while they know Shaolin. Yeah, that's the streets of Manhattan. Yeah, that's Raekwon. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, it's, it's, it's basically like you have this group of men called the Founding Fathers, their organization, Founding Fathers of America. And they put together this experiment, which is the purge, um, which uh, I think that was headed by uh, Marissa Tomei's character, Tomei's character, the architect. And so they're basically offering uh, the civilians, you know, the poor civilians of that area, a pump $5,000 just to stay and get a purge kit. So basically you get like a these little lenses that you put on your eyes and you're able or, or the people that's following um, mainly like uh, the people that's making sure the experiment goes down um, going by the chief of staff and the architect's character Marissa Tomei's character they're basically making sure that that's where she gets her algorithms from you know what I mean she knows what crimes are being committed you know what I'm saying and things of that nature and what type of crimes and it's all being you know uh analyze and record it so um so yeah that's that's you know what kind of um drives everyone to kind of go and get these um kits these purge kits you know because they also like inject you with the um with the dirt with the tracking device you know so to kind of see where everybody is and things of that nature so yeah so that that's cool and that's what you know, uh, Isaiah, which was Naya, the main character, that's what her brother was forced into. Her brother was forced into, uh, you know, trying to find ways to make money. Um, he was out there in the streets. It wasn't looking good for him in those streets. Uh, he got into some, you know, a couple of altercations. He could have lost his life in one situation, and it, he just wasn't made for it. But I felt like if he wasn't built for the streets, I don't understand why he felt that he was built for the purge. Because... It, it all kind of just backfired in the end. It was like he was chasing ghosts, you know what I mean? Like, meaning, like, he's chasing something that he know he doesn't have, you know? And, you know, hopefully not to spoil. If you don't want any spoilers, you might want to cut off right now because I might slip up. But, um, but yeah, you know, so you, you got uh, Naya, uh, which I was mentioning, I say his sister, uh, the guy that's uh, getting the purge kit. Uh, Naya, you know, she's a protester, and she, you know, that's, you know, you can claim, plainly see, clearly see that, you know, purging isn't the way to go, you know, if you're, if you're, if you have some type of form of humanity, and so, um, you know, so she's basically protesting the purge. Dimitri, you know, he's a big time D boy with rules and a code, you know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, a lot of these cats out here, they do their thing, they hustle, but they don't have a code, and there's no rules, and they're just, you know, on some other. So, this character basically has a code. Um, going the drug route, uh, I, I was hoping he was in the military. That's what I gathered from when I watched the trailer. I was hoping he was in the military, and, you know, like, yeah, he can have those ties of connections. He could be the muscle, the second to the... You know, he, you know, he's the guy that, you know, that has the hand to hand, you know, moves compared to the guy who's running the operation with their brains. I don't know. I mean, he doesn't have to be drugs. I don't know. But I, I guess it could have just been a little bit more smooth than it, smoother than that. Maybe it was how it was written. It wasn't written, 
by uh, Gerard McRae, but, you know, I don't know. It it got a little cliche right there for me. But anyway, you know. um, But yeah, but he doesn't know that Isaiah, uh, meaning Dimitri, he doesn't know Isaiah is uh, actually working for him. You know, he's he's like the, the lead guy that's running that organization and you know uh isaiah he's at the bottom having a hard time so you know his thing is of course is to raise money through the purge get money through the purge you know so you know his family and can have a better living you know than what he's doing um but yeah you know i i felt like that the whole uh giving away money thing you know and just just to experiment on you and that's normally in history where they would go and mostly black neighborhoods and experiment on people you know and and so it's it was a lot of it was a lot of messages in the story that's why this is probably going to be a little longer unfortunately but um i just wanted to try to get everything out of what i felt but um because it was you know and, and, and it was ambiguous because you have people who who actually directed it, but then you also have people that might have written it, and you have a company, you know, that's putting out their own, you know, uh, their own pertaining messages. So you have to like kind of pick pick out because what I mean by messages, you had situations in there where they were showing you, you know, like like. All right, for for example, black people love to party. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I think if it's the end of the world, there's going to be somebody, some black folk that's going to go out to a doggone party or a club or something like that at the end of the damn world. But they put that in this movie to kind of be like, yo, like, it's a damn purge. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what's letting you know today to let folks know that shit ain't sweet, you know, and, and, uh, with this, you know, it's it's a purge, and you're sitting up there partying. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, I get it. You're not really familiar with, you know, what it's about. Your eyes glowing in the dark because that's, that's the lens. When you put it in your eyes, your eyes glow in the dark. So it gives it this little, uh, I don't know, <laughs> vibe, whatever. I don't know. But, you know, it, it, you know. So I guess, you know, watching that part of it, it was kind of like, Ah, you know that you know, like folks do need to wake up. Like they're in these this trance, you know, and and so you had situations like that. Uh, you had like the church scene where it's a purge going on. Like people get get killed whenever they want to, and then and a lot of people couldn't make it out. That's the other thing too. You know, they couldn't make it out. You know, it. You know, like they did it had a cutoff point. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, and I, I, I also I didn't understand this, like why it, it's in every purge though. It's like it's always people like a minute before the time hits. Like I'm sorry, I'm calling in the work. If that were to happen and I got stuck in a purge in the area that the purge is in, I'm calling off. I'm not coming in. I'm using my sick time or using something. I know hotels they work 24 hours. They don't close holidays and all that other stuff. But nah, I'm calling in. Ain't gonna be. I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna work through no damn purge, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna work in no pur- through no purge, and I don't think. Yeah, I, I can't imagine somebody being late to get off a purge. You know what I'm saying? I can't see it, man. I think 
people be 24 hours in advance. I think they will close 24 hours in advance just to be ready. Have their stuff boarded. Because you know how long it takes you to board? So you got to close right before the purge hit. Or you got to close after the purge. And then you got to board your shit up. You know, your back is turned. You know, it's open. I, they, they should have they tightened some things up. But that's in every purge, though. I don't know why it's like that. <laughs> but um, that's in every purge. But back to the church scene. You know, my thing is this. If everybody, the whole guy, if you in a church in the middle of a purge, everybody in that church better have weapons. You know what I'm saying? I, all of that, you know, we're not going to have weapons. We're just going to pray about it and make sure everything is going to be okay. Nah. And I, but it was a message. You know what I'm saying? It was a message. I mean, the whole Dylan Roof situation, you know what I'm saying? You got to be smart. You know what I'm saying? You got to be, you know, I mean, can't, there's no telling what you would do in a situation. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, you got to be smart. You got to, you're not going to go up in the church during purge or when things are happening without a weapon. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't, that doesn't make any sense. You know what I mean? If you want to live, you know, that, that just wouldn't make any sense. But, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, but eventually, you know what I'm saying? The church gets purged and, and it shows you right there. Like you had a couple of guys standing outside the church once they get taken out, you know what I'm saying? You ambush, you know what I'm saying? And the thing is, it's too many windows, big windows. So you can knock out the windows and throw a damn bomb in there. Like, you know, it's it, you, we've known the history of things that happen in churches. So it's running the church <laughs> isn't the safest place. You know what I mean? Like, like unless they had like a hidden floor or someplace where you can hide and people wouldn't know a secret room. You know what I mean? Now we're talking. But we just talking about you just gonna sit up there at the pulpit, yeah, the walls dark on windows, and nah, you know that that's the last place you want to be. That's a death trap. It's too many exits, too many entrances. Excuse me, too many entrances. You know, if you, they want to surround you, because it's gonna be a game plan, and that's what kind of happened in the movie. It was a game plan. You know what I mean? It was a game plan, and they took care of it because they knew where more where most black people were gonna be. They're going to be at the party. They took their ass out. Be huddled up in churches. Took their ass out. So, you know, it actually was letting you know. It was letting you know, you know, what's going down. You know, how it how it can go down. You know, and, um, you know, it, it was it was it was very interesting. You had your Wesley Snipes moments. You know, your boy, your boy, uh, Yolanda Noel, uh, Dimitri, he, he had his, uh, <laughs> Wesley Snipes moments. Uh, what was that? Um, Passenger Fifty Seven. Always bet on black. I, I believe. I hopefully I'm not mixing up his movies. But anyway, yeah, yeah, man. I mean, that's it. it actually, actually had a stairwell scene. They had a stairwell scene in the movie that was very reminiscent to Wesley Snipes' uh, film from Passenger Fifty Seven, when the dude was whipping his ass, and then they accidentally fall down the steps and he breaks the guy's neck. It was. It didn't go that far, but it was just a good action scene like it got it got you know some argue may argue that it got cartoonish um but that's how a lot of the um purge movies are like you know like i can't remember the actor from the first the what part three and two but um you know he was very like like he should have been dead <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it got real action hero-ish you know some may argue the punisher like 
But um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it is what it is. But I could never really get into the first three movies, though. It, it was really hard for me. It was the first one was disappointing. Um, you know, the second one was whatever. Third one's whatever. I thought we'd get some cool, cool kill scenes. And, you know, like, even the cat from, I think it was part three, where the, the black chick was acting all mad crazy. They had the car with with uh, with uh Christmas lights all over it, playing Miley Cyrus, you know. And the dude, you know, uh, had a black dude. He, he He's the sacrifice, of course. Told you he was the sacrifice. You know, I think he got killed, you know, jumping in front of a bullet. You know what I'm saying? Like, so anyway, it is what it is. Um, So that's why, you know, more, you know, nothing wrong with that it better not be shit (laughs) more black people need to write their own story as simple as that and so um you know you had like the national nationalists in there you had kkk you had police officers everything was symbolism everybody every every group that was in that movie which i didn't know in the other other movies they had little some you know symbolisms like you know had like one of one of the movies part two or three or something like that they had like white supremacists on the collar or one of the you know coats or something like that i don't know i, I forgot what exactly what it said but it was it was a form of symbolism where this was kind of like it is what it is like you had cats running around with nazi gear you had kkk members and they were just just pillaging they were just going in these black neighborhoods and just pillaging you know what i'm saying and and um i i think you know this was i think it's a i give it I, I would say so far we're two and zero. Oh, unless somebody else can, you know, uh, no, you had you had uh, Tales from the Crypt. T- Tales from the Crypt probably started the whole race core movie, the whole race core movement. Um, of course, Get Out, you know, kind of uh, uh, accented it. Um, I, I really couldn't get in Tales from the uh, Tales from the Hood. Excuse me, I said Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Hood. I couldn't really get into it. I mean, it was entertaining at times. Had, I think it was a lot of times it got a little jokey. I just wasn't scared. I think when I, the time I was watching it, I wanted to be scared, and it just didn't scare me. It had its messages, but it didn't scare me. And I believe it was entertaining. It just wasn't scary. And, it, you know, sometimes it can come off as comical. But Get Out, I feel, I feel holds down the whole race core, you know, movement. And uh, this movie right here, you know, it, it did what it was supposed to do. Um, of course, you know, they... They gave it a little score, but I, I don't think it was that. And you know, when it comes to scoring, you know, speaking of scoring, I was I was trying to figure out how I was going to score from now on. And I think we've had this conversation before. And so what I did come up with, and I hope you all agree, is that I have uh actually three tiers. I have three tiers. Uh, starting off as a good dump, as I mentioned before. You're meaning good. <laughs> a good dump, pause. Then you got, uh, it got the runs. It got the runs. <laughs> means it's okay, but needs work. That's what that means. You know, it got the runs. Uh, and, and then the final, you know, it's, it's, it's constipated. You know, it, sh- it just shouldn't come out, you know. So, uh, I don't know, thinking about it, I would give it, like, half a good dump, you know, it's, uh, uh, a little bit, a little bit above, it got the runs and half a good dump, so, 
So yeah. So yeah, it 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 then it then senses half the half the good dog because it's still you know it got some of the runs in there. You you know you, there you go there you go. So that 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 is the review. <laughs> this is crazy. I need a damn co-host. I need a damn filter. Anyway, this is the review. Uh, that was the review of the purge. Um. Oh, and I, I did, I did feel that they were, um, you know, I, I miss, I miss Keisha. I, you remember Keisha from New Jack City? If you all seen New Jack City, you know, you, it's Keisha. You know, like be rockabye baby. Like they tried to have a Keisha on there, but it didn't work. You know what I'm saying? She was just sadistic, you know, but she wasn't really, she didn't really do anything. But I, I definitely miss a Keisha type character. If there's anybody out there, actually, you know what? I'll do it. I'm gonna make a Keisha type character to to uh shout out to the quiches of the new jack city worlds that have good catch lines like rockabye baby and you feel something because like when i heard about new jack city man like you know i heard about it before i saw it and them talking about keisha and it was like that was the first thing yo keisha rockabye baby you know so you know i felt like they should have had you know a keisha type character in here you know but um they didn't you know, and uh, watching it, it was cool because it was, you know, it had a, actually a little dude that was sitting. It was getting kind of tight in the theater, and there was a little man that was sat, sitting right next to me or whatever the case, and he was jumping. He was so into it, you know what I mean? So uh, that was good to see, you know, uh, Cats really, like, you know, digging into it, and he was getting excited, you know, when um when old boy, um can't think of his name right now, when the... Uh, the main character uh Yolan Yolan Noel yes right um when Yolan you know he came in he was guns blazing you know he he really had something to look up to you know got this lady at the end of the movie you know what I'm saying like long time waiting long time coming we should have been should have been doing that stuff you know it's about to get old now you know what I'm saying but nah but it was it was good it was good I feel Yolan is, is he should be the new blade man I mean um, I was with, um, uh, what's his name? Um, from Nigeria, um, Boyega, John Boyega. I was, I was, you know, I was all in for John Boyega doing the blade. I, I, I'm still am. I like John Boyega. Um, but Elon, man, I, I think it might be the next Wesley Snipes. Just redo all the Wesley Snipes movies and put Elon in it. You know what I'm saying? I feel, I feel he's the new Wesley Snipes. Um, and also that the Skeletor cat, um, I mentioned him earlier, uh, Skeletor, I feel like he was some type of form of metaphor. Uh, I definitely feel like he was some form of metaphor. Um, he represented the crazy Negro, you know what I mean? Like just, you know, the stuff that they try to paint us on Fox News, like you just, they'll get the person that's speaking the most irrational, you know what I mean? Like you could tell, like, you know, people got stuff going on with them. And they like just you know just make the monsters you know what I mean is, but you know it I felt like that's what Skeletor represented I I felt like you know he was just over the top I mean he was almost as bad well he 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 would reach that you know he would go over a little bit but it almost got as bad as damn um the black chick that was off of uh what, part three when they were like held up in the convenience store and she was all extra I just want a candy bar. 
you know, <laughs> that movie was weird, man, uh, you know, it was a little weird for me, you know, I tried to, I tried to stick with it, I tried to stick with that franchise, it's a great idea, you know what I'm saying, but, um, but yeah, but no, but seriously, uh, my real rating, I give it about, I give it about like a seven and a half, eight, I give it about a seven and a half, eight, it's in between a seven and a half and eight, so it's oscillating, you know, with those, but, um, yeah, I mean, this is the review for the purge, uh, the first purge, the purge pre- prequel. All right. And I'm your host, Critic Cow, And, um, you know, it was fun kicking it with y'all and, you know, hopefully we can do it again. All right. I'll take it light one.